expectations. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Season 1, Episode 15 of Friends and Low Expectations, Quarantine Edition. Uh, we're, we're excited to be back um, halfway through the championship week. Um, we've got some... It's going to be an interesting show, I think, for a handful of reasons. Um, but most importantly is that we have some some great color commentary from from our obviously my my co-host, uh, the co-hostess with the mostest, Keith. Thanks for for making time this week. Yes, we drank beer, uh, my friends and I, the boys and girls. Yes, we drank beer. I liked beer. Still like beer. We have Always our a pleasure to be here. We have uh, our super producer, Philly. Oh, womp womp. Philly took a week off and now he's I did, I did. I, the, like so the, I have, two, uh, behind the scenes for the boys here is I have <clears> two <throat> uh, soundboards. Um, one is a little bit better than the other and there's difference that I can access. But one of them, Every time I log in, it changes where mine is. On one of them, it saves us in the same spot. The Vikings horn is in the same spot. On this one, it always changes. So literally the page refreshed, and I lost where it was. But here we go. Okay, now it's not even working. We we'll might have to retire this one. Here we go. These are just tough And as always, um, your hostess with the mostest, uh, Kamish. It is Friday, my dudes. There we go. Wow, welcome back. Um, well, good guys, to be back. good to good to be rejoining you guys. The full we're we're finally at full strength this week. Uh, get getting 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 Filster back, but uh, yeah, the the fellows are going through it right now, dude. It's a struggle that we are. That we are. It's good to be back with you, boys. Glad to, glad you. We definitely glad missed you. you. We definitely missed you. Last week just wasn't the same. I uh, felt like we could have done a lot more Geno trolling together had you been here, but uh... yeah, last week was. I was, even, even though... it was. It was two weeks ago. That was when that was when shit hit the fan and uh, the <laughs> the audio like my my Zoom crashed. And, oh yeah, and then it recorded to the cloud, and we thought we lost everything. That was uh, that was a tough week. <laughs> yeah. We're we're getting back on track though. You know, um, we're, we're working it. on it. We've got we've got two pretty uh well I think the the most important match I don't think Philly's trying but uh um the the championship matchup, <laughs> let me just say in fairness to me like a great offense to that <laughs> yeah I mean I'm trying but I I don't the wide receiver thing is tough especially like you not you don't know that Jamar Chase is gonna go off for sixty and you can't bench Tyreek Hill um so. My thing is Lockett. My thing is Lockett. Lockett has really just had a disappointing year since well, like the first three, four weeks uh, in the season. Well, there, well, there was a there was a point in the stretch of the season where he was getting back into twenty. Like the, there was about three weeks where he was getting twenty points a game, and then he had COVID. Mm-hmm. And and when he came back from COVID, I expected his production to be there, and it wasn't there. So okay. uh, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's it tough, tough. But hey, you know, uh, Saquon Barkley finally had a hundred yard game. So that's uh, good. Good on him. I, mean, I suppose you know at this point you you've, you're not playing for the championship, and you're and you're 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 obviously not in Waffle House contention. So right, um, you know, the, so it doesn't really matter at this point. Like, mm-hmm. 
Right. No. Honestly, finishing third place probably means a lot more to Carl than it does you. Yeah. Um, the only reason I want to be... And that's not a be, shot at either one of you. That's just like, Carl. No, but, guy, but so. the only reason I want to win is so I don't have to hear it from Carl for six months or whatever. Oh, make no mistake. You will hear it. Yeah, yeah. but also okay. I will remind him that we were playing for a third and his... <laughs> What ten and two team didn't make the finals? So It'll who's the real matter. loser? Say it only matter for. Uh, I don't know if we do league realignments or not. I haven't. I guess that's something I probably should bring up. But um, what we did last year when I was doing league realignments was you do one, three, five, seven, nine in one mm-hmm. league, and then you do two, four, six, eight, ten in the the other league to, to mm. like spice things up and keep it fair so i mean like just i thought on. you just i thought you just randomized it no i just that's yeah. I, i'd looked up because i wanted to make it fair and like i didn't want to like i had the power to like pick and choose so i could have you know uh stacked one division or the other not that it really matters before the season but um yeah right. that's the, the the what i read people were like this is the most fair way that we've done it and i was like that seems like a a solid compromise so that's yeah, the way i, I went but, yeah, I mean, I, I think when you're like planning out divisions, I don't really think in the grand scheme of things it matters. All not, not, not before the season. Not when the rosters yeah, aren't yeah. even set yet. Yeah. and really doesn't matter. And, and we don't do um, the draft by finishing order, anyways. No, it's randomized. So no, like, there's was, just no real incentive. I mean, that was proposed. maybe some personal pride, someone, but someone proposed that, but that's not a way that I want to go. Uh, not, not yet. Not yet. Not I yet. The, I love the random, and I, I think. I'm, I don't know about you guys. I think we've talked about it, Keith, but I'm I'm kind of sold on uh, like pitching in like a few dollars and getting a, a cameo of, you know, a sports analyst or uh, someone of commentary. I, I don't think I'm going to put together money to get Mike Leach to do a cameo for us. But you said uh, Mike Leach was only like 150 bucks. Dude, he was like $400. Oh, was he really? Yeah. Who was it that we talked about that was only like 150 Mike Blandino. Or oh, yeah, Steve yeah. Blandino, Mike DiBlandino, Blandino, <clears throat> Dean, Dean Blandino, the, fo- the he's the Fox Rules expert or whatever. Hear me um, out. AB is probably pretty cheap right now. He needs he, money. He's he's probably like. Well, that's just it. He doesn't need the money. No, no. That that's wild. So I saw this uh, on Twitter after it happened. Um, by walking out and essentially lost, quitting on the he season. A, he lost like a million dollars. Yeah, it's like 1.2 million. He lost like... In bonuses. It was crazy. He lost... He If he got... If he had eight more catches, that's yep. a $330,000 bonus. Yep. He needed uh, 50 one more... Like 50 more yards or 56 50 more yards. yards. Um, one touchdown. And that's another $330,000 bonus. And then one more touchdown. And that would have been another $330,000. There, there was actually a report that just came out <clears> um, like... I want to say like 30 minutes ago. Um, I just texted Anthony about it, but I guess someone in Antonio Brown's team uh, has a statement that says Antonio Brown's friends were worried about the pain he was experiencing. So they encouraged him to see a top surgeon outside the Bucks organization that visit in an MRI confirmed his serious pain. And that story is developing. Antonio Brown is known for having a high pain threshold, but the belief is Antonio probably should never have been on the field to begin with Sunday. And an official statement from Brown's camp will be issued soon. They have stayed quiet since Sunday. So I think there's a lot more to this story, and it's going to be interesting to see uh, what yeah. happens because he's technically still not – he's still on the Bucks roster. They haven't officially cut him yet. Nope. Yeah, I think uh, – I saw that story. I think it was Rick Stroud from NFL mm-hmm. Network um, yeah. reported it. And, 
Yeah, I mean, it'll it'll be interesting. At this point, I think um, I think both sides handled it very poorly. And absolutely, if, if the if the reports of AB's injury are true, which <clears throat> I mean, I don't know. Maybe something could have changed between a week ago when he had like 14, 15 targets and eleven catches. Um, maybe something could have transpired between then and now, but I don't think. I mean, without knowing anything, I don't think it could have gotten so bad that, you know, that a report, an independent report, comes yeah. out and says he shouldn't have played at all. Well, it looked he looked pretty <clears throat> fine jogging off the field afterwards. Yeah, he um he said before the game that he didn't really think he was ready to play, but he was just going to do it for the team. Um, and then the report was that mid game he said, "I don't want to go back in. It hurts too much. Um, I don't want to re injure. I don't want to injure it more or whatever." And Bruce Arians, this is the report, is that Bruce Arians said, "If you don't get in the game, you're cut." Yeah. And so he Bruce Arians has since refuted that as well. So like there's there's like so much right. unknowns in this story. The, the the one thing I I'll, the only thing I really want to say on it is <laughs> right afterwards I watched I guess it was Fox I would I must guess it was Fox it was a it was a game I was watching the end of the Chiefs Bengals game mm. and they went they went to the broadcast studio afterwards and you know all the analysts were talking and everyone on there <laughs> except for one person. Nate Burleson, everyone on there was so quick to be like, this man clearly needs help. This man, uh, you know, it's is clearly got a lot of problems and you just don't do that. And, and Nate Burleson, to his credit, uh, maybe not in the best way, but attempted to say, well, there's probably other things. He mentioned the bonuses right. and said, you know, this man's looking at a bunch of money for bonuses. And if he's getting held out of the game. And feels like you know he's not getting his chance to make this this money that he's earned. You know that could be a reason. He's like, I just don't want us to jump immediately to this guy's you know mentally deranged or has CTE or whatever. So yeah, yeah. that's my thing on it. Is like, is like clearly by his attitude and stuff, there's some stuff going on there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's irresponsible for anybody to immediately just assume, assume that the guy is mentally unstable. Um, yeah. You know, without without knowing the full story. But, yeah. yeah, and I think I think for me watching as as a as a fan, um, and just keeping tabs on it because I was like, oh please God, don't let my don't let my Bucks lose to the fucking Jets. <laughs> uh, I just I I just like I, I saw it and I was like, okay, you know, you know, AB being AB again, and then I saw reports about the incentives, and then I saw like his his numbers when he exited. It was like we're getting our asses. We're getting at the time we were. We weren't getting our asses kicked, but it looked like it looked a lot worse than the score reflected. Mm-hmm. I think it was like seventeen ten when he exited the game, but like we had we had not looked at all like we were prepared to play, and the Jets looked really good. And so, but and so then I see the reports about the incentives that he left on the table, and I look at his numbers, and I'm like, okay, he's probably pissed off because he's not getting targeted, and we're playing like dog crap against a really really bad team. Like, you know, he, he, I think he had maybe two or three targets and like one catch or something like that when he left the game, Some, something like that, something really low. And I'm like, yeah, I'd probably be pissed off too. I wouldn't handle it that way. But like, it's very well known that a lot of NFL teams, a lot of coaching staffs are very mindful of who's reaching incentive thresholds. And so like, for instance, last year, um, AB had an incentive threshold for 45 catches and the last week of the season, Brady targeted him like 12 times and he had like nine catches to get him that, that incentive. And so, 
you know, maybe they were specifically calling plays that were meant to go away from AB or specifically like not doing stuff that are like help trying to help AB. Let's, I mean, that's, that's notorious all over the league. They do that. And so I just thought it was interesting how quickly the discourse was. He's not well. And it's like, Hey, he may very well not be well. There's probably something um, going on with AB that causes these visceral reactions at seemingly little things, right? He had uber visceral reactions with his exit in Pittsburgh. And then he seemed to be happy with the Raiders. And then, and like uh, somebody flipped the switch and he was like, fuck the Raiders. I don't want to be here anymore. There's probably something deeper there, but it just immediately went through. He's not well. And I mean, even Tom Brady, who's probably AB's biggest supporter was like, I just hope he gets the help he needs. So it was kind Mm -hmm. of like, like, mm, I, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I don't presume to know. Yep. Um, I said it in the group chat, I know, without Godwin, um, and now potentially no AB, that kind of uh, that kind of ends the run. Unless we see some unreal magic, that kind of ends the Bucks' repeat bid, yeah. which well, was already probably lofty to begin with. Uh, speaking of AB, let's talk about the, the championship matchup real quick and kind of where we sit. Um, it's, it's a good matchup. I mean – it's high scoring, 140.54 for Shark in the Water to 134.66 for uh, Zidane, please. And it, it's really tight. Um, I don't know if it's tighter than we expected, but uh, it's, it's definitely a, a good matchup. And it's going to be interesting to see where this kind of goes next week. Um, things I'm noticing right off the bat, uh, Fred continues to be the handcuff king. Rashad Penny, 32 and a half points. That's a, that's a nice pickup there. And then the Jacoby Myers picked up, uh, look, looks nice as well. Um, so those are, those are two really good starts there. And, you know, and I, I want to give, I want to give Gino credit for the Jacoby Myers prediction. Uh, cause, yeah. Cause Gino pointed <laughs> out like, Hey, he's probably not going to score any touchdowns, but she got a touchdown last weekend. Yep. Um, but he's going to get you cut. Uh, he's going to get you targets and yards. And mm-hmm. um, he delivered all three, eight catches, like what, 70 something yards and a touchdown. So yeah, um, that's a great really good game there. Great. Yeah. Great start there. And I mean, it hurts seeing like Noah Fant on the bench. Um, I probably would have started Fant um, just because I don't trust Drew Locke and he's probably going to be checking down the ball. And granted, I, I think I said this last week, but um, the, Joe pointed this out, but I said that the donk, the the Broncos are boring, and uh, I feel like that was kind of evident uh, this yeah. past week when Javante Williams has 14 carries for 30 yards and only one reception for two yards. Like they're boring. Yeah, I mean, you look at I mean, you look at both sides of points mm-hmm. left on the bench. You got 22 mm-hmm. um, from AJ Dillon sitting on his bench. I yeah. mentioned KJ Osborne. Um, he continues to play uh, yeah. really well for the Vikings and. I mean, you know, Philly's been saying this the last couple of weeks. He probably wouldn't do anything differently with his roster. And mm-hmm. I think you look at you look at Austin's. You're probably not going to um, start, you know, AJ Dillon over DeAndre Swift. Yeah, and Singletary's been inconsistent, but he's been coming on of late. So you probably don't start him over Singletary either. Yeah, um, no one could have really predicted that. I mean, obviously, your 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 top two receivers are locked in. You're definitely not uh, leaving Cup and Renfro off off the starting well, unit. So nobody could have really predicted AJ Brown, um, or not AJ Brown, excuse me, Antonio Brown. You know, would exit the game the way he did. Yeah. So 
You know, no, but I, yeah, I both, agree. both sides, both sides, I agree. a lot of points and left on the bench that could make this even more high scoring. So it's, it'll be uh, very entertaining. I don't know if you watched. Did either of you watch the Colts Raiders game? So the only I did reason not get I, a chance to. The only reason I watched it is because it was on. I mean, we that's like the only game, right? Like, whatever the early window, that was the only game we had. Um, and Hunter Renfro, he had a phenomenal game, but late in the second half, with about like less than a minute to go, he caught a ball and like looked like he was untouched and ran into the end zone, which would have been yeah. his second play or his second touchdown of the day. But uh, I think it was Kenny Moore, maybe, or whoever the the cornerback was who was covering him, got, like, touched his cleat by by like two fingers and i mean that would have been an extra like eight eight points right there um so like that just shows you how like and i think the, more than that because it, it would have been like a 40 yard touchdown or like well, 35 40 but, yard so he, touchdown. Got, he got he got the points for the catch and then the yards but it would have been only an extra he only got up and ran in like 20 yards and then touchdowns so i was thinking like eight points oh, eight yeah, extra yeah. points um but it's going to be really interesting to see what what players are going to play this week um yeah. Like, do the Rams start Cup or do they sit them? I mean, they're they're pretty secure. I mean, it could flip, but uh, for the most part, they're they're pretty much locked into um, locked into the like the two or three seed. Um, yeah. So, like, is it worth playing him? I don't know. Um, or do the Bills? The Bills are still vying for a potential. Like, I don't know if they could. I don't know if they can get a first round buy. I don't think they can. Um, but Singletary, you know, so there's going to be players to keep an eye on um, and who's going to obviously be playing and who's not. So we'll be interested to see. I'm kind of surprised by Uzoma's numbers. I figured um, on Fred's on Fred's side, I figured with uh, Burrow having, I mean, I guess all the yards went to Jamar Chase, but um, yeah. I kind of would have expected him to have more numbers there. Um, but that's the only surprise that I necessarily had. Everyone else should be. Everyone else should be in store for a big game this week, especially because there's a lot of. Uh, at least looking at these rosters, there's a lot of uh, teams that are going to be vying for playoff spots or different seedings that are going to have an impact. Mahomes is. They're still vying for the first round by. Um, the Seal. Uh, the Seahawks have nothing to lose, so I, I have feeling they're going to try and play some sort of a spoiler. Uh, the uh, the Chargers are trying to get into that last playoff spot. Uh, Patriots again could could try to vie for a higher buy. Uh, Niners are trying to get into the trying to get into the playoffs period, so they have to win. Um, so there's lots of lots of good matchups here, and I think this should provide a it should be an exciting game. We're not going to have to worry about a lot of players being inactive. Yeah, we did touch a little bit on that last week, and it, I thought it would be interesting maybe going into the second week of like how the playoff picture, um, the NFL playoff picture would influence our matchup. But yeah, I think you, you really hit the nail on the head. Most teams still have something to play for. Pretty much the only team that's, um, has nothing to play for at this point Packers uh, are the Packers. Like they're the only team that have locked up the number one spot. And yeah, I mean, the Rams could still, uh, fall to like the third slot. I think, I think I, I, I saw something uh, by a Bucks beat reporter, and it was like there are um, 22, there's 22 different outcomes that could influence Bucks seeding, and the overwhelming majority of them have the Bucks at the three seed with the Rams mm-hmm. at the two seed. I think it was like, I want to say it was like 15 of the scenarios have, yeah. have the Rams and Bucks one and two. 
Yeah. And it was only like five or so that have the Bucks moving up. But for both of those, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Um, they both won the division already. So you're going to host a playoff game. And either way, uh, if you make it that far, you're probably going to have to go to Lambeau to play the Packers anyway. So I don't, I don't think there's a whole lot for either team really to play for. Um, the Bucks for maybe for whatever it's worth, the Bucks have a chance to win the most games in franchise history. That's pretty um, cool. So, you know, maybe they go for a 13th win, maybe some divisional pride, not wanting to lose to the Panthers. Yeah. Um, but maybe that's really it. But yeah, I mean, everybody else, you know, seems to still have something to play for. It's just a, um, just a risk. And it's like, especially like if the, the Rams go up big in the first half, do they sit, do they sit Cooper cup? Right. So these are all things that, that our managers are going to have to consider um, going into this and like, does AJ Dillon take the bulk of the carries over um, Aaron Jones this week, or do they go to the third string back? Right, like there's there's lots of uh, lots of variables there. Um, so I don't know. It's going to be interesting. I think it's it should be a tight finish. It's right now projected for Austin to win by thirteen, um, but that very well could change. And like I said, I'll I'll be watching closely. I don't know. I haven't looked at if we have people playing in the monday night game or not but i know there's not a monday night game everything will be done sunday yep. so it'll be yeah. it'll be exciting to, to kind of follow along with uh up until then um but yeah i think it should be a, a good like i said this i think this matchup has been everything that we hoped it would be and and then some so yeah no i think that's a, that's what i was gonna say when we were uh, when i was kind of like thinking about today's show was like it's been a good one um two teams that have really been kind of up and down uh, mm-hmm. pretty much all year long. And I think both <laughs> six and six. Yeah. Austin kind of limped into the playoffs and Fred kind of um, was really hitting his stride coming into the playoffs. But um, as you pointed out, like Fred's been uh, really up and down. And so both teams really delivering here in the first matchup. Um, so it'll be interesting to see. Um, I definitely like it. I would be interested to hear, um, who do you think, or uh, who are uh, both of you actually? Who are your X factors for both teams this week for the final week? Let me look at the teams here. Uh, do you want one from each, or do you want just one? You can you pick want... one and one from each. I mean, we got time okay. today. So. Um, I think for Austin, it's going to be Renfro. Mm. I really do. Um, the the Raiders are going to be vying for a, that last playoff spot. There's there's lots of um, shifting that can happen for the the six and seven um, in the AFC. Um, the Raiders are right on the cusp, um, and the dude gets so many targets. Like it's great. I mean, he's been getting. Well, I mean, he had like nine targets, ten targets, fourteen targets, and then he dropped a little bit, but he's still averaging like good amount of points over this past week so i like renfro a lot in that game um looking at everyone else who's still playing on the on on his bench um so that'll be an interesting one when austin austin texted me this week and he's like who do you like more Pittman or renfro and i'm like i like renfro because he's going to get you at least 10 points on on targets and receptions alone yeah exactly Um, so i I think i think he's going to be the the x factor there and then if I'm looking at Fred's team, I think I might have said Eckler last. I don't know when we've talked about it before, but um, 
that's funny they're playing each other the raiders are actually playing the chargers this week mm-hmm. and so there's that there's an interesting thing about that so the chargers and the raiders can tie and both make it in i was i was waiting to see who would bring it up I saw so the, so but there's the jags, a the jags have to beat the colts yes yes if the colts lose but they will know going into the game if the colts lost if the colts lose then they could each kneel 15 times and and just kind of a gentleman's agreement to tie they yeah, could right. they could just trade blows and say no way you know, right? there's no way they do that right no i think there's some professional pride there but yeah yeah I mean, but possible. but i mean it's it's possible that they could tie i don't i mean they definitely wouldn't kneel but i wouldn't put it past them to say i mean they're in the same division they'd probably like to see more of the afc west Sure, I mean, but, maybe, I, but. And I, I don't know what they're. I don't know if they played the AFC uh, South or not. So I don't know what if they played the Colts and they. If you have, well, a, if you have a me, preference, or if it, plug, if it affects seating, you know, that's, it's it an in, interesting let me plug it into the playoff machine. Plug it in, baby. While you're going, <laughs> I'll say, um, I have a, a couple X factors, I think, but the big one's Cooper Cup. Um, obviously, he's the best, probably the best player on his team. And yeah. best player in fantasy, the X factor there is going to be if he plays or not. To your yeah. point earlier, if he rests him, you know, that's a gaping hole. Renfro's going to get his targets, Especially right? now with no Antonio Brown. Right. You have Antonio Brown, so you're looking to fill um, you have the wide receiver spot. You got T.Y. Hilton, Michael Pittman, K.J. Osborne. Um, you know, all of those are hit or miss guys that you can't really rely on. Um, you can rely on Renfro and you can rely on Cooper Cup. You don't mind putting one of them in at the Antonio Brown position, but if you have to fill two of those positions with some of those guys, that's a struggle. And then the second person on, on Austin's team, which I think is probably why they're giving uh, – the current prediction has Fred winning at 68% to 32, uh, is uh, Devin Singletary and, and DeAndre Swift, you know. Uh, the numbers are kind of flip flopped from what you would expect. You'd expect to see Singletary at five points and Swift at 23. What's likely going to happen next week is that Singletary is going to go back down into single or low double digits, you know, five to 10 points. And if DeAndre Swift doesn't come back and fill that hole, you know, you, you can't have your top two running back score less than 10 points. So that's going to be an interesting thing to, to see for Austin's team is who starts in the, in the actual NFL and then, how that affects him for Fred uh, Zanon, please. Um, you know, I've, I've got to go Mahomes here. I was looking it up mm-hmm. a second ago to see um, who the chiefs play, Denver. but uh, Denver, the chiefs are still vying for the one seed. Mm-hmm. I believe they still have a shot at it. Yeah, Tennessee um, has to lose. T- so uh, I'll have to win and Tennessee has to lose. Denver is, um, on the like 18th string quarterback, uh, which means that their defense is probably going to be on the field a lot. Um, and I could easily see Mahomes light it up. And if Mahomes puts up 40 or 50, I, I don't know how Austin comes back from that. So uh, give, given his roster. Yeah. I would say if uh, the Colts lose and the Broncos, not the Broncos and the Chargers and Raiders tie, that would, that would put them into the playoffs. But if the, if the Chargers win, 
um, then the and the Steelers win. Like, there's there's a lot, so much movement that could happen. To, yeah, and so it's I feel like I feel like like half of the AFC is sitting at like eight and eight, nine and seven, and so like so much can happen here in this last week. <clears throat> Whereas like the NFC, the NFC for the most part is pretty much decided. Um, there's yeah. very little. There's very little movement. I think the only happen. the only movement that can happen in the AFC and the NFC um, is if the Niners lose and the Saints win, they'll flop. Um, yeah. And the Eagles will take the head to head, so they'll move them to the sixth. Yeah. So the Eagles probably aren't even going to start most of their starters because we have nothing to lose against the Cowboys. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, and especially mm-hmm. after uh, Jalen Hurts, uh, <laughs> Jalen Hurts absolutely dodged. Uh, I think I think that's a final fantasy moment for uh or final destination, sorry, final destination Dude. moment uh for Jalen Hurts. He wrote, he, was, he wrote a letter to Dan Snyder and to the NFL asking uh, for what follow-up was gonna happen. They also said that Washington mm-hmm. football team said that they offer the fans medical service. And the fans, and the were, fans like, were like, No, they didn't. <laughs> no, no, they did not at all. <laughs> And the funny thing is, like, the Washington football team has such a bad reputation right now that oh, yeah. everyone's going to believe the fans. Yeah, no, 100%. They, they, could actually, field, it's a dump. they could actually have offered medical attention and the fans come out and say, no, they didn't. And everyone's be like, yeah, totally, they did not. <laughs> I just can't wait for February 2nd when the Washington football team renames themselves. Washington, the Washington football, football team. team. Yeah. Yep. That's my bet. Because they, you think they're, they, they're going to go with it? You think they're going to listen? Well, they, they, they have Dan Snyder's an incompetent ass. They, so, so when so Schefter did an interview with Tanya Snyder, I, I think she's some somehow involved. <laughs> um, but he had a list of eight of eight um, of eight names. Um, it was the Armada, the Presidents, the Brigade, the Red Hawks, the Commanders, the Red Wolves, the Defenders, and the Football Team. I mean, he said, is the name one of these eight? And she said, yes, but it's not the Red Wolves because they already have ties to other franchises or something like that. So um, there was two I heard. It wasn't the Red Wolves and it wasn't the there's some there's another one that I heard. It wasn't Defenders, maybe because I think it was Defenders because there was was an XFL team. So if, if I'm guessing it's I would love for it to be the Red Hawks. I think that'd be pretty cool. Um. Or the, I mean, but I think like I don't think I don't think they're I don't think I, I agree. Snyder's an idiot. Snyder's a dumbass. Um, I don't think he's that dumb to have you know gone through this whole process to make it an interim name and then just roll with it. Like, yeah, fuck it. Like, go here's ahead. here's the reason why. I'll give, I'll give him a little bit more credit than that, but I do believe wholeheartedly that it will be one of the cheesier names on that. Like, probably the, the president. president's or the brigade um, it, it, cuz they won't go with something cool like the armada or the red hawks cuz they're just cuz Snyder is that dumb he but he's just not so dumb he'll stick with football team well so so i i don't think it's being dumb per se i mean i think it would be a dumb decision but i don't think he would make it because he's dumb i think he would make it because he would be saving himself some money I, Dan Snyder is exactly the kind of guy that would be like, well, listen, we already put all these you little placards on all the chairs. We've already changed <laughs> signage. I don't want to spend all this money to fix that. We already People already bought Washington football team hats and jerseys. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to change all that. Uh, That's so I don't know. If, 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 I were, 
if I were in his ear, I would tell him, imagine how much more merch we could sell. Right. If it wasn't by, the Washington by changing by changing the name because now everyone's gonna want a piece well, that, of the Washington football team. Okay, so if well, it's the Washington president sell it as limited edition merchandise that's mm. you know no longer yeah, right. going to exist. Exactly, exactly. I don't know. I, we're it, spending... it, if it's the Washington we don't we have tons of time, Sam. If it's the Washington president, <laughs> who is the president? That's the logo. He'll... <laughs> okay, my power rankings. Obama. My power rankings. Obama number one. <laughs> um, I don't, uh, oh man, my my top three choices. It's got to be George Washington, right? George Washington uh, has to not... be one. Well, they they couldn't um, go that way, right? He was a slave owner. They're going to say he's a slave uh, owner. Yeah, that's true. It, it's gonna so that, that, that rules out basically yeah, every that president. Rule, that until... rules out like the first twenty five presidents. Well, there we go. So oh, I think my <laughs> right, argument so we're of talking Obama. Like, we're talking like Taft, Taft forward. Yeah, so it's got to be like yeah, Teddy Roosevelt and and forward. And that's not even to say that they're not racist in some capacity. Dude, you just take the Hope logo from Obama and make that on the helmet. I'm telling it's you, true. It's Slam dunk. You're also, on, you're they didn't. Something. They didn't say U.S. presidents, and you know who's also a president? Dan Snyder. He's the team president. <laughs> All <laughs> right. I don't think he's that dumb. Well, I don't know. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm to, giving Snyder too much. Credit. I'm ready to discuss our next segment, which is a special a special segment um, that we are introducing. Uh, purely for the quarantine edition of uh, Friends and Low Expectations. Uh, you may have noticed we have a, well, Fred and Gina will have noticed that we've yeah, had a, a visual a, learners. A special <laughs> guest um, with us on today's episode. Um, and uh, Philly, do you want to introduce the segment? Sure, sure. Uh, to be honest with you all, we came up with this about 30 seconds before Sam hit record. So uh, this is not fleshed out at all. Uh, I think it's going to go perfect. I think, I think it's, it's going to go, go great. I think um, it's going to go great. It's, it's either going to be a train wreck from the beginning or it's going to go great. So, or both. Um, so I am currently in quarantine. I tested positive for COVID um, along with my wife who just tested positive today and my son who is pictured here if you're a visual learner. So he's been sitting in the background uh he's also been making a lot of noise so if you've at some point heard uh something that sounds like a little kid yelling and excited that was him uh <laughs> he's currently playing a game which i can also hear uh, on his ipad uh we can too <laughs> not really sure what this is so um it's his turn so mccray pause your game okay all right come here all right so what's your first question um, what's your favorite Pokemon? What's your favorite Pokemon? Mm. Are, we, like are, we, is, are we talking all time here? Are we stick into a specific generation? I think we should stick Gen One. All right, here I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna see if I can get him to listen to this too. Right, come here. Okay, can you hear? Y'all hey, talk. Mac, Mac, can you hear me? Can I'm you? not really here. Not really. Not really. Mac, Mac, I'd love to know your favorite Pokemon before we get started. Oh um, my, my favorite Pokemon is Pikachu and Charizard. Yes, he's an OG. All right. Yep, classics. Okay, yeah, that that that's that does it. We'll do uh, we'll do Gen One. Gen One. What's uh what's your go to? Mine. Mm. So, I used to. I actually, my mom actually just delivered like all of my Pokemon cards. 
that I have when she brought stuff down. Um, but I, I used to carry, like in high school, I used to carry like a a uh, a holographic Zapdos card in my wallet. Oh, he he, had, he said he used to carry a holographic Zapdos card in his wallet. <laughs> so I used to, that, that'd be my go-to. My first, my first game that I played was Pokemon Blue. Um, and so I have a, I have a soft spot for Articuno as well, but uh, definitely, I think, I don't know, the Zapdos, just that card just made, felt really special to me and uh, just something that I, like, I still treasure. It's beat it to hell because it was in my wallet. So it's probably not worth crap anymore, but uh, it's still one of those cool things that I, I uh, look for, remember fondly. Yeah. Um, yeah, the, the three legendary birds were, were my three, Articuno, Zapdos, and Moltres, but I really liked Electric-type Pokemon mm. in Gen 1, and so what I used to always do is I would always capture or, you know, go after the Electric Pokemon, mm. um, and so, like, Pikachu, you could, uh, even before Pokemon Yellow, you could get Pikachu in, in the forest, like, just mm-hmm. north of the first main town. Was it Viridian? Yeah, yeah. Sounds so, right. Yeah, Viridian Forest. So you get a Pikachu there, and then you'd level him up, and then make him a Raichu. And then the 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 electric plant where you'd catch the Zapdos, you could get an Electabuzz there. Those things are so, BA too. Electabuzz was was one of my OGs. Um, Zapdos, I really love Zapdos. But in the interest of saying something different, um, I Zapdos is my actual pick, but saying something different, Dragonite. Mm. Um, I liked him because he was a dragon type and he could learn like pretty much every, every move. Um, he could learn electric fire, water, um, or electric fire and ice moves. Um, and hyper beam was just, you know, OD. So also if we're just talking, if we're just talking like pure cool ones, Scyther was super. Scyther's badass. So badass. So badass. Yeah. I had to go with the, uh, I got to go with like, you know, when you go like you play with the team that won the Super Bowl in Madden or, mm-hmm. you know, I got to go with the, uh, not the lazy pick, but we watched uh, Detective Pikachu today again. Okay. And it, and it reminded me, uh, they used to be on Netflix, but they took them off all the Pokemon movies. Oh, yeah. Um, and, and I just distinctly remember being a kid and watching uh, the first movie, Pokemon, the first movie. Yeah. And just how bad ass Mewtwo is oh like dude. Mewtwo when, just when uh when Ash gets turned to stone and mm-hmm. like just ripping Pikachu's crying just ripped your oh. heart out type of oh, stuff right there oh man just... like you know, the feels let's, let's let's stop before I get my feelings hurt oh man um but yeah Mewtwo Mewtwo was boss too because you couldn't dude. you couldn't catch him in the game until after you beat the elite four Right, um, but he was like level seventy when you captured. Oh yeah, you can play him now. You can play him now in uh, Smash Bros. Pretty badass, Smash Ultimate. Dang, pretty awesome. He's, that he's brings pretty back OP. memories. That brings back memories. Do we have mm-hmm. a? Do we want to have a second question from Mac? Does he is he prepared for a second question? McCray, you got a second question? No, you don't want to ask anything. No. Okay, I think that's it. I think that's it. What's your favorite Pokemon? Do you want to see what, he, what his predictions are? Hey, yeah. McCray, come here. Okay. So these two teams, Dalvin and Hobbs, is playing ride the bus. Okay. okay. Who do you think is going to win between Dalvin and Hobbs and ride the bus? Uh, wait, Pokemon? 
No, in fantasy football. Yes, in football. Dalvin and Hobbs. Let's go, baby. Okay. And uh, this team is playing for the championship. Chark in the water versus Zidane, please. Who do you think is going to win? Chark in the water. Wow. There you have it. Uh, we have Austin finishing in first place, Fred finishing in second place, Philly in third, and Carl in fourth, according to my son. It's going to be a miraculous comeback. Keith, you are muted. I would love to know his X factor for, uh, for, for Philly to pull off the comeback here. McCray, why do you think uh, – come here. Damn it, I got to get up again? Okay, Jesus. why do you think this team is going to win? Do you know whose team this is, by the way? It's my team. Yeah, right? That's what I'm talking about. All right, who, why do you think this team is going to win? Why did you pick this team? Um, because because it's my team? <laughs> you didn't know it was my team, though. Which, which okay, you okay. found out just now. <laughs> right. Okay. What, what about Chark in the Water? Um, why do you think Chark in the Water is going to win? Well, is it because it's a shark in the picture? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I figured. <laughs> he went solely on picture. So he saw a picture of Calvin and Hobbs and said, yeah, that's the team. Yeah, so big, big shark guy. Breaking big, news. Big Breaking shark news. guy. McCray, big shark guy. Big shark guy. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> All right, All right. I, I'll, uh, I'll throw one more out for him because he's been kind of in, uh, you know, uh, his his horizons, I would say, um, <laughs> with real-world tie-ins. So he's been collecting Pokemon cards and been watching Pokemon. Mm. He's been um, doing uh, collecting, I don't know what it's called, Bakugan and is watching Bakugan on TV, and then is also uh, we've been having some pretty intense Beyblade battles lately. So my my question from McCray to y'all is: you can choose either your your go to cartoon, um, or or maybe like your favorite one that sticks that that you love the most as as a child, uh, or your favorite. Um, cartoon movie show whatever with a tie-in to a real life product like for instance transformers like transformers a... uh uh beyblades pokemon uh, Yu-Gi-Oh. bakugan okay. Yu-Gi-Oh, digimon mm. um so this is all i, I i'll start and i'll, I'll kind of explain because it's different for me. So growing up, and Anthony and maybe a few others will be able to relate to this, but like we had like 10 channels growing up, like because it was Armed Forces Network. So we had very limited uh, shows that we would get on a regular basis. Um, so I used to watch a lot of German TV. So German dubbed, obviously speaking language helped. Um, but I always enjoyed the the Avatar series, at least from an like a early teen point of view um and the the funny story of that was recently um i guess like last summer one of my roommates at the time was watching re-watching avatar and uh was like it was the voice for uh sokka and i was like that is not how he sounds i was like this this sounds like a like a like a child 
and uh, I played him the German dub version of it, and he just sounds like this old man. And I'm like, this. I was like, this is not who I remember playing this role at all. Uh, so that's just uh, you know kind of a funny anecdote. But no, I I really enjoyed that. I thought it was just really well written, and I think I can appreciate it more now. Like looking back, like at the time, I just thought it was like a good show. But uh, looking back on it, I really enjoyed that. But I don't know. I was a big Yu-Gi-Oh fan as well. I had I had you know I I can. <clears throat> I can go get all my Yu-Gi-Oh cards out of the, the back closet right now, actually. But um, I don't know. I think the cartoon that like reflecting, like I enjoyed the most is probably Avatar. Mm. Yeah. So I got course. attacked there. I got attacked. <laughs> Viciously attacked. Um, no, definitely liked Avatar. I think it's a, a interesting, uh, interesting story about your, your childhood and watching Avatar. Um, um, it's like Spongebob too like the, the voices for Spongebob that I listened to in German compared to in <laughs> English were, were very different so quick quick thing about Spongebob sorry Keith has anybody watched Dexter? Dexter's Laboratory? no Dexter like the serial killer TV show oh well I've watched um, both so yeah yes okay the Dexter serial killer show they have a new um, Showtime yeah, yeah. the new, a new season out it's really good um, the, um, the guy that plays Mr. Krabs and the voice of Mr. Krabs and SpongeBob is one of the main characters in this new season of Dexter. And his <laughs> voice was so familiar. Like for the first three or four episodes, I was like, where do I know this guy from? I've never seen this guy before, but it's just, it's just so recognizable. And then at one point he laughs in the show and it was a Mr. Krabs laugh. And I just knew right then. <laughs> Who exactly who it was? So just a little fun fact there. Um, I haven't I haven't watched the new season of Dexter yet. Um, it's funny you mentioned Dexter's Lab for like favorite TV cartoon growing up. Dexter's Lab was my favorite. Um, I absolutely loved it because I really thought like it was like me and my sister. Um, even though she's younger, she was really annoying, always up in my shit. Um, yeah, Didi, and like funny, I guess I, it's very difficult to explain it, and I obviously I can't do the voice like she can, but she can do like the Didi get out of my laboratory. She does it. She can do it just like Dexter would would scream it in the show. Um, sounds it sounds just like Dexter, and so it's really I, I really enjoyed that growing up. I was really upset. I remember uh, when I was a kid, this was like late 90s, early 2000s, like right as kind of the internet was really like becoming the internet. You could go on Cartoon Network's website and you could play a bunch of cartoon-based oh, yeah. games. Yeah. And my those. favorite one was the Dexter's Lab game. And it yeah. was kind of like, it was like a Minesweeper-esque yeah. game with Dexter's Lab. Um, and so I loved that. My favorite that tied into a product by far was Dragon Ball Z. Um, I absolutely loved the show. Uh, my parents used to buy me the action figures all the time. Um, I used to always, I used to get a sketchbook and I would like sketch new characters, um, where I would like add to the show or like create stories for them. Uh, I loved Dragon Ball Z as a kid. Um, so I always had the action figure. Morgan's calling me a loser. Um, but, uh, loved that show. Loved the action figures. Um, that was like just a massive part of my childhood was Dragon Ball Z. 
Yeah, I would. Uh, the easy answer is Pokemon, right? Like that was um, I was I was nine, I think, when the when the first movie came out. So like that was just right peak when I was kind of understanding it. Like Sam's point earlier, like you know, everyone came to school. I remember being in, in fifth grade, fourth fifth grade. Like you bring your whole binder to school, and they at one point they were like they made a rule you couldn't bring your binder of Pokemon cards to school anymore. And <laughs> my buddy had a Game Boy, like an original Game Boy. And then um, I got a Game Boy Color at one point. So I'd sit at recess sometimes. If it was too hot or something. I didn't want to you know, play soccer or whatever we were doing. I would just sit down and catch some Pokemon. That's That was uh, all that combined together. Then you go home and you watch the show. And yeah. uh, the, we, we started watching the original series today. Um, and such a nostalgic kick. So that's the easy one, but one that's kind of that I also kind of forgot that I was really into was um, was wrestling. Um, I think like every like eight to like thirteen year old boy is like at some point gets into wrestling, like super into it. You got banned from watching that. Oh yeah, we. I would. I mean, obviously, I would do the moves like on my sister and stuff. Like she got rock bottomed more time than she probably cares to know. <laughs> that's why I got um, banned. <laughs> but uh, but I had like the ring, and you get all the characters. And, you know, at one point I got a whole hell in the cell, um, like setup. So like I had the ring and you got the, it was an add on and you could just put it over it and like it would collapse and had a, I had a collapsible announcer's table and like you just go. And I loved that part of it. Cause that, that was my favorite part. And, and actually watching wrestling was like, you know, when someone got thrown from the ring through the announcer's table and, um, the King Jerry Lawler was like. You know, yelling at the top of his lungs, and my God, he is broken. My God, <laughs> as God is my witness, he is broken in half. You know, uh, or somebody would get hit with a with the with the bell. Oh, okay, stop. <laughs> we, we get hit with the bell, or you know, like what, like all those things were. And then, you know, I'd have the, a little mini championship belt. I had an actual championship belt too that I'd walk around and like, you know, I'd like smack my dad in the head with it and be like, I'm the champion now. So that that was it. I, I kind of forgot about. Uh, how many tie-ins there were for that, but man, for a while there, my parents were probably sick of, of wrestling. Yeah. Um, no, I think, yeah, I mean, that was, it, it was great growing up as a, I'm, I'm we all had little sisters. So it was great growing up with a little sister and uh, just absolutely whooping her ass. Um, my, my favorite, my favorite uh, was, was definitely uh, hitting, hitting page with a stunner. Um, <laughs> so we would just sit there. She, and she got into it too, because she wanted to like learn how to do the moves. So like she mm. could like play and fight back. Um, and, and then as she got older, she realized, or as we started growing up, she realized that I was much stronger. And so she took to uh, sweet chin music that became her favorite. Oh. And one time she <laughs> clocked me. She absolutely <laughs> clocked me. And I told her, I was like, hey, if you're going to do it, like, don't aim for my face, you know, aim for my chest and I'll, you know, I'll do, I was trying to explain like a cell and all that. Yeah. yeah. I was like, aim for my chest. And she just, boom, like I bit my tongue. I had, I was oh. bleeding. Oh, so bad. But oh. I mean, to, to her credit, a gnarly sweet chin music. <laughs> Listen, to this day, she if I see somebody bent over, band. like if I see somebody bent to board over, it's really hard not to want to just go, bop. <laughs> And just stun him. Stop. <laughs> okay. Well, I am I am fading fast, gentlemen. Uh, do we want to go to the, uh, the the mailbag? Yeah. Yeah. yeah let's do it. 
Let's do it. Philly, you know what to do here. I know. I'm just uh, I'm a little bit disoriented because I just got assaulted uh, on live television. Mail time. Mail time. Mail time. Mail time. <clears throat> always, always great. Always great. Love this segment. We had a couple good ones this week. We had a really good bounce back week. I think, was it last week or the week before? I forgot to post the mailbag. Yeah, I don't think we had one last week. Yeah. It was either, I think it was maybe the week before that I forgot to post it. I think last week we just had a had a really thin one. But either way, rebounded pretty good. We had five, five questions submitted this week. So um, and we talked we talked a little bit about uh all of them. Um but uh what which ones do you guys want to do? Do you guys want to read them all out? Yeah, read them all out. I there's one from Gino. Um, uh, who would win in a fight, Austin or Wayne from Letterkenny? And I just want to let Gino and Austin know that it was a pretty, very quick, unanimous decision <laughs> that Austin stands no chance. And and that's not a dig on Austin. That's just that's it's more it's more, it's more about Wayne. It's more about it's more Wayne. about Wayne. Yeah, mm-hmm. agreed. Um, I think let's go with the best Madden. That's what that's what uh, we kind of I think agreed pre. Chill out, buddy. Chill out. Pre uh, pre show. The other other answers uh, were, uh, or the other questions. Gino asked Keith, "Would you rather kill someone or poop in public? Um, would you be open to a prison pen pal?" Joe asked, "If you could live in one movie universe, what would it be?" The fellows go on a hangover type Vegas trip. Who's most likely to be the one to go missing, and who's most likely to find? The, most likely the one to find that missing person. Um, so those are the those are the honorable mentions. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Mo with the what's the best Madden and why? We thought that one was the most timely. Obviously, we'll, we'll, go, we'll, we'll definitely go with the Madden. But I did want to say, um, if you all know anything about Sam, you know that he is the most likely to get lost in a trip where everyone gets drunk. Um, he is a traveler. He is, he's the guy that'll like, like, hey, let's go do this. And he thinks everyone's on board, but really nobody agreed. But Sam just stills and go, still goes and does it anyway. Um, so he, he's my pick to get lost. I don't know who finds him. Um, it probably wouldn't be me because I'd probably be equally as hammered, but I just don't go gallivanting. Yeah, because Kiefer and I would go opposite directions and yeah, we'd both 100%. get lost. 100%. We would, we would definitely go opposite directions. Um, I, I would be, I'd have the wherewithal to at least tell Philly, like, Hey, this is where I'm going. (laughs) So Philly would be like, Hey, you know, Kiefer said he was going here. Everyone would be like, where the fuck did Sam go? (laughs) Um, That that is fair. Kiefer would be very clear about his intentions. And he would say, y'all can go that way. I'm going this way. Mm -hmm. 100%. And I've actually done that with Philly. Um, but yeah. Favorite Madden, we talked a little bit about this, uh, and I think we actually had this conversation in the group chat a couple weeks ago. Um, mine, my my personal favorite is Madden 06. Um, I, I really liked Madden 06 because it introduced, um, it expanded upon the hit stick, which we found out was uh, 2005, Madden 05, but it expanded upon the hit stick controls and it added like the power juke and power spin. Um, it added the QB vision, which I really, really liked, and I got really, really good at. 
um, and uh, the players on it, like, were just really nostalgic players. I really loved, like, guys that I grew up watching were still, like, on the game at the time. And so my favorite thing to do was, like, start a franchise with the Bucks. And right off the bat, I could sign um, Tim Brown and uh, Eddie George out, out of free agency. So I'd have, like, a pretty good running back and another pretty solid receiver to add to the team. Um, and I always like gamed the system cause I would sign them to like seven year contracts, um, that gradually pay more. So in that first year, they're not making that much money and almost like clockwork, they would retire after the first year. So I basically get all that money back, um, which would open up a bunch of extra money in free agency for the first year. And I would always like go after, um, like Terrell Owens was in a contract year that year. So I could, I could usually get Terrell Owens uh, on the bucks. So it was, it was a combination of like the gameplay, but also just like the players on it that I grew up watching who were still on the game. Um, so that, that that's my pick. And it probably has more to do with nostalgia than actual like being the best version of the game. Although I still think like between like 04 and 08 are probably the best iterations of Madden. Yeah, I think they introduced the most um, in terms of content before everything started getting stale. Uh, as Madden kind of has recently. Um, for me, um, you mentioned, but it would have to be 04. Uh, Mike Vick on the cover. That was the first one that I believe. I might have had 02, but 04 is definitely the first one that I remember playing. Um, and I mean, Mike Vick playing as Mike Vick in that game was a cheat code. You know, the dude, you could scramble for 100 yards. You could go from your on the goal line back to the other goal line and then back to the end zone. Um, and he wouldn't slow down at all. This is before they added like fatigue and stuff like that to the yeah, game. Right, right, right. Uh, so you could, you know, just sprint the entire time. And it was so funny. Like me. 97 speed, something like that. Something. Yeah. Insane. And there was, I think, I think the nostalgia piece there too, because there was a lot mm. of uh, older players that were still there as well. Um, and also the Eagles were, were really good. I mean, the Eagles were really good from like 2002 to, maybe even earlier 2002 to 2004 five because we went to three back-to-back conference championships and then the super bowl in 04 um and that was when we had to as well so that was just a, a really fun year to i guess he probably would have been on the next game but <clears throat> but it was just really fun to to be able to play with that and like i said it was just it's the nostalgia factor for me uh that, that being like one of my first games that i played and can like vividly remember playing um yeah and i played as the eagles a lot and put together nasty teams because you could you know i would go and customize my roster for one season because you could change the roster around and then when mm-hmm. i'd be like 800 million dollars over the salary cap the next year i would uh just quit start over again because it wasn't <laughs> fun for me anymore uh so yeah i think yeah. 04 for me is the, the one that i that i reflect on the most yeah, Michael Michael Vick in video games was just unreal. Uh, that commercial for was it commercial for that game? No, it was for the Nike shoe. You remember what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. I used to yeah. have a pair of Vick cleats. Um, it was the, the original, uh, the original Vick cleats. It was the the roller coaster one. That that commercial was just iconic. Yeah, no, it was awesome. And I, I my favorite game at the time was NFL Street. Um, and I, I don't, I don't believe, I believe wholeheartedly there's not a single person in the world that can beat me in NFL street. I'm very, very good. 
But I used to always use the Falcons because Michael Vick was just so unbelievably fast. But you could use Warwick Dunn as a receiver because he had really good hands for a running back. And then you use TJ Duckett as your running back. So you'd have a super fast receiver with Warwick Dunn, um, super fast running back with Mike Vick, um, and then just a pretty good running back at the time with TJ Duckett. It was fun times, fun times. I, I hated watching football. Um, when the Bucks had to play the Falcons, because it was usually a nightmare um, for the Bucks having to defend three really, really good runners. What about you, Foster? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna split the difference there. Go 05. Honorable mention to 01, which was my first uh, football game. Really, probably the probably the thing that got me into football um, was playing that game. And um, yeah, Eddie George was on the Titans and. Uh, I didn't really have a favorite team at that point. I just remember, I just remember using Eddie George and just, you know, running counter plays and just racking up yards. I'm like, oh, this is pretty sweet. Um, but 05, I remember I had a buddy uh, who, <clears throat> uh, it came out. 05 came out in 2004, uh, 2004 uh, August 2004 maybe. Um, and I had a buddy that was my freshman year of high school. Um, I had a buddy that was my best friend from for all middle school that ended up having to move um, away the start of our freshman year. So that spring rolled around and um, we, I had to go, I had to go to California um, for my grandma's funeral. And I loved it so much. I was like, I'm going to come back and stay with some family friends of ours. So I came back for a month that summer and stayed there for a month. Well, he was in LA at the time. So he rode up from LA to Oakland. And met me up there, and we. I bought a. P, I didn't bring my PS4 because I flew. Uh, we bought a PS4. Him and I split the cost to buy a PS4, PS2, whatever. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? PS2, and uh, and we bought Madden 05, and we build these gigantic linebackers, and because they just introduced the hit stick, and we would just sit in the gap and just wait for somebody to come up and just lay them out and get fumbles like every single time. It was so much fun. Um, I really liked uh, that era, not necessarily that game specifically, but 04, 05, 06 really were the, I think the, for me, the prime years of Madden. Um, their career mode was awesome. Like you took the Wonderlick test and then you got like drafted and like you had to do all these different things in the career mode. Um, you could import your players from, from college, but that might've been like 08, 09, but. Um, oh, 06. 06, yeah. 06, yeah. So I would get, you know, instantly I'd build up this dude, win the Heisman like three or four times and then, you know, bring him in and be the starting quarterback for like Washington or the Browns or some crap team. Yep. Um, you know, so th- those were just, just such good times. And uh, I, 04 Vic, my buddy was a, was a um, Falcons fan. And so he always played with the Falcons and he would switch Vic out to like a wide receiver and just like, put in some other wide receiver at, at quarterback, toss the ball to him on like a little screen and then Vic would just be gone. It was, or he put Vic in as a kick returner, like didn't matter. Injuries are off. Vic's, Vic's just running it up and I, w- I would get so mad. But my cheat code was Dante Culpepper to Randy Moss. Dante Culpepper had an arm and he had a cannon in Madden. And all you had to do was like, you know, press forward on the D pad and do the lob pass just to lob it over the defender. And if if I looked up pre-play and someone was press coverage on Randy Moss, 
they could be three people press coverage on Randy Moss. He was going to beat him every time. So there's a, if there was somebody pressed on Randy, I just ran a fly. He just streaked down the field, toss it down. My buddy was getting beat by his brother. I was, he was playing his, his buddy's his brother's playing the Vikings, and he was playing I don't know some somebody else, and he was beating down his brother like forty two to nothing or something. And it was like the third quarter, and I was like, "Give it to me!" And I beat him seventy six to forty two. I threw <laughs> however many touchdown passes that is in two and a, half, a quarter and a half, two quarters. I uh, just threw that same play to Randy Moss. He just never got it. Um, yeah. Beautiful. Yeah, we talk about we talk about video game cheat codes like Randy Moss from pretty much like Madden 02 basically until he basically until the year he left the Patriots was just unstoppable. Like it didn't matter. Like because I remember on, many jump ball. I remember I remember on ball. Madden I remember on Madden 06, he was on the Raiders and they had I, I think it was a. Uh, um. Oh, I can I can see the guy's face, but I can't think of his name. But I remember the quarterback, and he was garbage. But all you had to do was just throw it to Randy Moss. It didn't matter if you ran a slant or a go. Um, you could just throw it to him, and the Raiders were unbeatable. Even though is it Rich terrible. Gannon? No, it was it was after it was after Rich Gannon. I'll look it up. I, I can see the guy's face. I can see the guy's face, but I can't I can't remember the name. Trying to think of, I can't even think of who those quarterbacks would be. What year was it? It's Kerry Collins. Um, I, could, I could see his face. It's Kerry Collins. Yeah. Um, he's he's very forgettable, as you can as you can see. He was a Giants quarterback for a while. He 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 came after Rich Gannon left. Um. But yeah, he he just wasn't that good in the game, but Randy Moss was so good, and they all the Raiders also had Jerry Porter. On Madden 06, who was pretty solid, um, and so that was another yeah, team that I would about. use. I'd make a, I'd make a franchise, and I'd start it with the Raiders. And quick, uh, quick tangent. Talk about the 07 Raiders quarterback room: Josh McCown, Dante Culpepper, and Jamarcus Russell. Yeah. <laughs> what an elite group! <laughs> what an elite that was, group! That was after that was after Culpepper's one year in Miami. Yeah, yeah. To, to think, to think that the probably the greatest football coach or at least one of the greatest football coaches of all, of all time picked Dante Culpepper over Drew Brees um, stayed one year and then emphatically said I'm not going to be the head football coach at Alabama and then was promptly the head football coach at Alabama that, yeah man that's you know if, if you'd have asked me then is Nick Saban going to be a god good college football coach I'd be like he picked fucking Dante Culpepper over Drew Brees. No, he's going to be terrible. No, he's going to be terrible. <laughs> he's going to be awful. Yeah, who's laughing now, I guess. <laughs> Dante Culpepper played... I don't even know what this team is. Dante Culpepper's from my hometown, too. So he played at UCF, his, didn't he? Yeah, he played at UCF. Yep. He's from Ocala, Florida. And he his aunt uh, worked with my mom at the post office. Hmm. Um so I was like, it was kind of a bonus for me. That was, uh, I just loved playing with him. And then he left, and he sucked. And so I was like, yeah, it's fine. But it, it start. Dante Culpepper was our last real. Until we got Brett Favre. Um, it was just you know, quarterback shuffle, and uh, you know, pit of misery for us. So. Yep. <clears throat> hey, man, what a what a 
what a high high for Dante Culpepper. I mean, like to to become because he was he was an MVP candidate. What was it in two thousand four when he had like forty seven hundred yards? Which yeah, if, at the when, time that that was that was like insane numbers. Right, um, forty seven hundred yards was ridiculous. Um, and he, he yeah, it was like him and Peyton Manning, or no, it was it was he Peyton Manning and Steve McNair that were all like insane that season. Mm-hmm. And Manning and McNair ended up winning like co-MVP, but Dante Culpepper was like right there. Um, yeah, just just an unreal peak for Culpepper. Yeah, dude, you all have had not had good quarterbacks since Culpepper left, really. I mean, far for two seasons and then. I will. I will argue that Kirk Cousins is a much better quarterback than people give him credit for. But no, that's no, I'm not. I'm not saying for another. Better, I'm just saying. But he's but yeah. Been, but I mean, been the only one that's been like, <laughs> he's been the only one that's been there for more than like two seasons. Yeah, uh, just Tavares, a bunch of. Tavares, you think about Jackson. you think about the Vikings. You had like you had like a ten year run where you were in pretty good hands with Randall Cunningham and Dante Culpepper. You transitioned from Cunningham. To yeah, Culpepper, and you've got Chris, two years. and you've got Chris Carter and Ronde, uh, Randy Moss <clears throat> to boot, and so it's yeah. it's pretty it's pretty wild that they made it what <laughs> NFC Championship once. Yeah. Um, well, the, and, the year that um, the year that Culpepper was uh, through this was forty seven hundred yards or whatever. I think we were like eight and eight or. Yeah, right. Five, it was it was not very good. It was like five hundred or yeah, or less for a, quarter, for a quarterback that damn near threw five thousand yards. It was not good. You'd be like, <laughs> that's surprising. <laughs> but that's I mean that's literally the the life of a Vikings fan is is that exact thing. That was uh, two thousand four. That was when they lost to us in the uh, lost to the Eagles. I want to say in the uh, was it that year? Yeah, it was. Wild card. Lost, and it must have been the. I don't know if it was the. Wild I, don't, card. I don't know. I don't, I don't think we won the division that year, but I could be wrong. You you got the wild card. Yeah, you were eight and eight. Joe Webb, Tavares Jackson, um, Christian Wait, Ponder, uh, Gus Ferrat. <laughs> uh, Good yeah. lord. Yeah. Pit of misery. Teddy Bridgewater, which Sam, in Sam in Bradford. Teddy's in, in Teddy's defense, Teddy looked good before the knee injury. We traded you guys. We traded you guys, uh, Sam Bradford, for a, yeah. I want to say like a first or a second round pick. I felt bad for Sam Bradford because he, like I, I just think he, I think he honestly got shafted by injuries. I think he could have been better. Um, we had Brad Johnson, uh, Devar Jackson, uh, Brooks Bollinger, Kelly Holcomb, uh, Joe Webb, Donovan McNabb. I forgot you had McNabb. Yeah, Christian Ponder was there for a couple games. Matt Castle, Josh Freeman, uh, Sean Hill, my main man, Josh Freeman, Case Keenum, Sean Mannion. Yeah, not great. Great, just just an excellent one hit wonder with Case Keenum. I mean, my man had one good year and made himself millions. Because didn't he go to the Broncos after that, and they paid through the nose for him? Dude, the Broncos yeah. have paid through the nose for so many quarterbacks. Yeah, yeah, Matt Flynn did the same thing. Matt Flynn literally had one good game. It's yep. like Brock Osweiler. The Brocket Launcher. The, 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 the Brock <laughs> the Brockweiler. That shit was bad. That was uh, so bad. Oh, my gosh. I remember everyone was so high on Brock Osweiler just because he was really tall. He was you like, know it's, he was you know like it's, average at Arizona State, and then everyone was like, well, this guy's like – 
this guy's got a pro. Like, no, he's six seven. That's not prototypical. That's NBA size. Like, my man <laughs> needs to get his ass in the post, not behind the pocket. You know what's crazy? We said that like Case Keenum had a good year in uh, in Minnesota, which he did, but he he put up better stats the following year with Denver. Granted, he played two more games, but or at least another game. But it's kind of wild. Interesting. Hmm. I don't even remember Good. the 2018 Denver Broncos. <laughs> no, nobody does. Joe does. <laughs> Joe, Joe might be able to tell you something, but that's probably about it. Joe does, and that's about it. I think I think people stopped paying attention to the Broncos after Peyton retired. I mean, they were six and ten. So, well, correction. Non-Broncos fans stopped paying attention to the Broncos. And a, and a good amount of Broncos fans. Yeah, and, and a fairly sizable share of Broncos fans. All right. Joe knows that the Broncos are boring, but they're going to get Aaron Rodgers this offseason, according to Joe. So um, stay tuned, I'd love to. I'd love to, I'd love to poach another uh, Green Bay Packer in his, in his late years. If it leads you to just one NFC championship, it's worth it, right? I think yeah. I think Green Bay Packers fans would implode if if Aaron Rodgers went to the Vikings. Like I, I don't, I don't think he. I, I think I think if he ever did leave, uh, which I, I think we talked about this two weeks ago. First of all, mm-hmm. if he leaves Green Bay, he's going to San Francisco. He's not. He's or at least a California team. He's not. Oakland. He's not going to. He's not going to leave Green Bay to not go back home where he's from. So my, yeah. my money's my money's San Fran. He grew up a, a 49ers fan. He went to Cal Berkeley. Like my money's Sam Fran if he leaves. He I don't think I don't think he would I mean Rogers is a douchebag. I don't think he would ever go to a division rival. Um definitely not the Bears. I mean if I'm if I'm power ranking, if, if he were to go won. to a division rival and I'm power ranking, um who's most likely? Vikings are probably the most likely. Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> Although Although what uh, what a power move it would be by Aaron Rodgers, because here's the thing: if he goes to the Bears, the Bears have Bears fans have no choice but to pull for him. Aaron Rodgers yeah. plays on your team; you can't, no matter what he's done or said previously. Yeah. So imagine the pit of misery that Aaron Rodgers could put. Like he could do that in his yeah. waning years, just to spite them, just to say, oh, "I own you." Old. And I own you so much that I'm going to come be your quarterback and make you cheer for yeah, me. Yeah. Only go back if they sell him stock in the Bears. And I, I do. Yeah. I, I believe ownership. wholeheartedly. I believe wholeheartedly. Rogers would consider that. Yeah, for sure. Um, just to really stick it to Bears fans. <clears throat> <laughs> what a ball! What a, what a I I don't like Aaron Rodgers, but for obvious okay. reasons. But him saying to Bears fans, "I own you." Yep. <laughs> it's one of the highlights of my of, of just, just, ever watching football. Just an all-time flex. Just an all-time flex. Things we love to see. That. Well, I think that kind of wraps up our show today, folks. <clears throat> yeah. Um, good. Good. I think it's a little less football talk, a little more football talk in some areas. But I think all in all, is a, a solid show. We have one final show coming up next week, uh, which will be our our season conclusion, and we're going to do some. I think we have some some special things planned for that. So uh, be stay tuned for that. Check your Should inboxes and all that good stuff. We'll be uh, potentially reaching out to some people. So um, another great week, guys. We are almost at the conclusion of this season. 
been it's been a fun ride and we're gonna it's been a lot of fun like i said we have we have lots more in store so um with that in mind keep your uh, expectations low and your standards lower fellas and uh, we'll see you in uh, a week bye boys